Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT, but Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick. Michael Hamlet still being a bit of a part-timer. Showing up for the Christmas party, though, tomorrow. Convenient, that, innit? Yeah. He's fine, by the way. He's just off doing, I don't know, kids' stuff, nativities and all that bollocks. Like, really, like, very important stuff that he can't... Not as important as talking about this show, but, yeah. Secondary. Fairly certain. Looking after his children is of higher importance than um, watching scripts. I will take that bet. <laughs> anyway, I'm joined by Sid to talk about uh, last night's surprisingly eventful episode of NXT. Yeah, it wasn't very good, but it was eventful. Yeah. It's basically all I've got to say on the Less matter. banter than normal, isn't it? Yeah. There's some stupid stuff. Oh. There always is. That was the debut of Bird Person. It was always going to Yeah, be. That, was, that was regrettably quite good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. This is the thing. This is what we say. You know, these these talented youngsters coming through are saddled with these bollocks gimmicks. But still, we had a load of fun watching it, as we always do. Uh, this, this show, best time of uh, the week. And who knows? Maybe there won't be just the two of us on this show. Hopefully, if he's recovered from the ass kicking he got, we might well, get a little guest appearance. Well, I'm, I've got. Oh, this is going to be really, really awkward. It's a bit. I saw this and I thought, oh, we're gonna, it's like a bit of an elephant in the room, isn't it? Later on. Yeah, because. Well, let's just say our recurring guest might be better as a comic than a professional wrestler. At this point, you know, again, it's the usual caveat. We are reviewing, critically, very green talents. Ah, you're green. Yeah, that's what the show is. So it's always bizarre, but yeah, uh, um, this is a test of my journalistic integrity. Mm. Can I, when he's in the room, criticize him and how will he take it? And has he actually remembered to write some jokes for today? <laughs> well, let's hope so. Let's find out. Uh, the show opens then with a, a nice recap of what happened at NXT Deadline. Uh, and Roxanne, per- Roxanne Perez is in the ring uh, to, to talk about her achievement. She's the female Iron Survivor, of course. She will face Mandy Rose for the title. 
at this time we thought at New Year's Evil, uh, just like Grayson Waller will face Brom Breaker. So she's talking about what she's achieved. She's thanking the fans. And then all, you hear, all of a sudden you hear this like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and a, a Hummer arrives outside the building and you think, oh, who's this bellend? And it's Grayson Bloody Waller, one of the best bellends that there is. Uh, and he cuts a promo walking to the soundstage, basically. Uh, enters the stands. Uh, says, look, it's hard to do anything for the first time, but that's what I do. I make history. Uh, Perez keeps trying to stop him from talking, but Wall is one of those people who can't hear you because he's only interested in the sound of his own voice. I don't know who they're talking about there. Um, but she says, uh, you can shut your mouth now, Grayson. And uh, she says, look, you're not the only Iron Survivor. I won my match as well, and I started first. And, uh, you know, and I won it before you as well. I won the first ever Iron Survivor Challenge. And he says... Oh, look who it is, Booker T's favorite wrestler. Um, yeah, you only had to wrestle, you only got to wrestle first and had to start early because it was bedtime afterwards. Whilst I was down the club doing shoey after shoey with the bees. Should we do a shoey at the What Culture Christmas Party? Whose shoe would you drink out of? Adam Nicholas's. Correct. It's the only correct answer, isn't it? Would he let us do that? No, absolutely not. Well, he gets kind of pissed as Nicholas. <laughs> Let's not forget the Christmas party from four, five maybe years ago, where you've probably heard this story if you are a, a day oneer. But if you're a new listener, um, we went to the Head of Steam pub near Newcastle train station, um, and much frivolity was had. It's where I went on my first date with my wife. Really? Ooh, fancy that, Your Majesty! And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a fairly rowdy affair the first Christmas party. I think they all fairly have been, to be honest. But anyway, um, and in the end, we, we were leaving there to go to the club, and uh, and we have like a, we didn't go to any clubs. No, we didn't. Uh, we went to a karaoke bar as is tradition. Um, but there was some sort of is it called? I think the Americans call it chicken fight, where basically you like get on someone's back. And then someone else gets on someone else's back and you have a little little, little fun scrap or whatever. And we're all just messing about. And I can't remember who exactly it was, but everyone collapses into a big pile. What we like, yeah, rolling around on the street in the middle of Christmas. Uh, and uh, everyone's just doing a big pile on. What do the Americans call it? Bundle? They call Bundle? It? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Big pile of people, basically, and people jumping on top. Wee, wee, wee. On uh, concrete. Yeah, on concrete. In December. <laughs> yeah, and Adam Nicholas comes out and thinks... I'm going to make a big, big moment of this. So he sprints like only he can, leaps into the air. His plan is to do this, because it's quite a big pile by this point. He plans to do this big, spectacular dive to land on top of the pile, king of the castle sort of thing. But he overshoots it a little bit, and his back, he goes past the top of the pile, and his back legs, his legs, clip the top of the pile, and he... Basically, lawn darts himself, Darby Allen style, face first into the pavement. I, a lot of us thought, cool, so he's not going to have any front teeth left. Uh, and all he had was a bit of a nosebleed, and he came back out like an absolute legend after he mopped up what blood there was. What a knacker. <laughs> what a complete and utter knacker. More of that tomorrow, presumably. And uh, all the reports on that on Wrestle Culture on Friday. What culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. Anyway, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. 
Waller says it's the biggest win of both of our careers, but that does mean, Roxy, you've peaked at 21 because there's no way you'll beat Mandy Rose. But who comes out to defend this young woman's honour than uh, Braun Breaker um, and says, look, Roxy's the Iron Woman of NXT, did 25 minutes, outlasted some of the best women in NXT, um, and we can all agree that we don't give a damn what you think, Grace and Bloody Waller. She is a future NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Waller, because he's a little smug prick, like, all right, Bron, how's your jaw doing? Because he dropped him at the end of Dead Lane. Um, he says, look, we all know it's not how many minutes, that doesn't matter, no one cares about that. It's how many falls, I got two falls in the first, like, ten seconds of my match. Um, I outsmarted everyone in it, and at New Year's Evil, I will outsmart you and take the NXT title, because I'm all about making moments. And Bron's like, I'm about making moments, are you? Why don't we make one right now? And he chases Waller off. And uh, Roxy's left seemingly alone in the ring until she is clobbered from behind by NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose, who poses with the title over her fallen foe. Spoiler alert, the match is made for the main event, and I hate impromptu matches. They make no sense. Why would you not have a main event booked? I will continue to say this and reiterate it because WWE being terrible and contrived and fake feeling should never be normalized. And it actually makes me a little bit sick that this bollocks has been normalized to such an extent that it's just something WWE does. And I just resent the idea that it can sometimes be better than AEW on a fundamental narrative level. No, it isn't. Okay. <laughs> that aside... This NXT show was bookended by some really quite good and smart and eventful stuff. Yeah. Not going to say the D word, but this is some pretty nice overlap, this. What an arsehole Grayson Waller is <laughs> to ruin someone else's celebration and make it seem bigger than his own. And in the end, it wasn't because Roxanne Perez, spoiler alert, got something way better to brag about. Mm -hmm. This was kind of perfect. You get the heat on the heel who's a complete arsehole, who's very good at his role, very loved to hate, threatening to overshadow it. I would not have done this, and um, particularly when... I know NXT, to its credit, the characters are stupid, but WWE is so much better, parity and representation-wise, than AEW, by, like, some distance. So there was still the threat that... And people say, oh, what people can do without Roman Reigns? Like, a oh, Raw sucks because Roman Reigns, there isn't a men's title on top. Well, there's still Bianca Belair. Mm. There's still that level of sexism and the perception of women's wrestling across the board. So they were threatening to make it seem like all about the blow here. But then they subverted that. By the end, this was genuinely really good stuff. And uh, while I was on great form, he's the next big heel in this company. Yeah. I think we've established that at this point. And it didn't undermine um, the actual moment that Roxanne Perez had at Dead Lane and indeed the end of the show. It was really well done. The overlap was nice. And the story they told, or are going to tell rather, with Waller and Breaker was instantly good. You've got this just insanely fast wrecking machine who can't be beaten versus this complete piss artist coward of a heel and when Breaker was sprinting up those steps, I thought, don't get him. You can't get him yet because that has to come later. I was worried that Breaker was so desperate to get his hands on him and so fast and explosive that Waller was not going to get away. Not because I wanted Waller to get away, but I just thought, we have to save this something for next week. He's too <laughs> fast. He's going to get him. This is really well done other than the stupid impromptu match. Yeah, I think we've said this on numerous occasions, uh, but Grayson Waller is perfectly casting this trope that... 
WWE often relies upon. And it works best with someone like Grayson Waller because Grayson Waller isn't crap. He's good in the ring. I love his finisher. It's one of my favorite new new things I've seen in recent years in terms of finishers of wrestlers, right? What if he goes into the ring, gets on his feet and just gets speared out of his boots? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but the thing is, WWE does this so often where the story for this match is going to be, it can't be him that dethrones Bron Breaker. You've got, you know, uh, whether or not you like him, J.D. McDonough, very talented individual. Carmelo Hayes is right there. Perfect heel to take the title off him and continue the legacy of this. This pissant, right, just to use a Papa H phrase, can't be the guy to do it. But it wouldn't be the end of the world if it is. This isn't Jinder Mahal dethroning Randy Orton, for example, where you're like, what? What are we going to do now? It's, oh, no. Like, Floyd Mayweather is, you know, putting his undefeated streak on the line against a YouTuber, and you're like, a bit like they did. It was Logan Paul, ironically. A bit like they did. He's not going to win. But what if he wins? Yeah. Like, that's the perfect way to pitch it. So, yeah, like we say, Grayson Waller is, he's got a job for life in WWE if he doesn't bugger anything up. Uh, right, speaking of JD McDonough, he's getting checked over by the medics, but he's uh, such a, an intense, weird dude uh, that he uh, already knows all of his injuries and predicts he's going to be cleared to compete, which he is. Uh, in comes Julius Creed. JD takes the piss out of him for his injuries and not being able to compete, of course. Um, he says, I don't care what the docs say. I'm ready to I'm ready to compete. I'm not happy about you trying to hurt me. Uh, but Brutus says that, you know, come on, think about this. I'm not happy you tried to hurt my brother. So let's get it on a little bit later on. Um, we cut back to the ring and Roxanne Perez is, I don't know why I immediately thought of this, doing her best Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker uh, impression. Taker, I'm not finished with you. A lot. That's one of my favorite things from back in the day. A real vivid thing of JR going, God, shut his damn mic up. This kid can't control himself. Uh, but yeah, she's like, I'm not having this, Mandy. Bollocks. I'm not waiting to New Year's Evil. Put your tail on the line tonight. Why should Tony D? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to get to do much Tony D because he wasn't talking. He was just yelling at ringside. You have to get it out, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And he's about to appear. Uh, what did you make of these uh, couple of segments here? Hate impromptu matches. I hate JD McDonough. Cool. Moving on. Uh, tell you what you don't hate, and that's Stacks. I love Stacks. You know, uh, he, you know, he says when he comes in, he goes, "Hi guys." That's my uh, that's my impression of him. I can't. I'm really bad at my. Like, I'm pretty good with him, most other people. But what kind of party are we going to tomorrow? He's going to like. He's like, let's go to the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> you do a terrible stack, so yeah, uh, Anyway, he's, he's brawling uh, with Wesley. And they brawl out, and they just chuck him in the stairs, uh, chuck him in the ring, right? Ding, ding, ding. And Tony D's there, uh, shouting his boy on. Uh, no mention as to whether or not this is the title. I assume it wasn't the North American Championship match. No. Uh, Wesley, he's fine with. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Uh, Stax starts off pretty well. He's in control, starts fast, but he gets drop kicked to the floor, and there's a huge dive. God, Wesley landed hard here, flipping to the outside. I think that takes us to a break. When we come back, uh, <laughs> Stax is in control. It's a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker for a two-count. Uh, puts him in the, the half-crab, but eventually Lee fights out of it and starts fighting back. Takes over, back elbow, spinning kick, snap mare, drop kick to the back. Stax is in the corner, eats a charging kick, German suplex from Wesley, uh, and then he hits him with that handspring kick of his for the one, two, three. 
Well, I hope he doesn't make an imminent appearance. I'm going to have to get my words out very, very quickly here. But um, it was going okay. Nothing blew away great. Passable action. And then Wesley kicked Stacks out of the ring, and it could not look less seamless. He kind of takes the drop kick to, like, the arm or the back or whatever, stands still, and then in a very contrived, awkward way, gets out the ring. And it's more obvious that he wants to get out of the ring than he's been kicked out of the ring. Yeah, he has to be in position for the next spot. Because yeah. he has to be in position for the next spot. But again, Stax is very green. And the reason why he gets kicked out of the ring, which looks like he's just taken himself out of the <laughs> ring, is because his next job is to take um, a somersault plancher bump. Yeah, flip and um, which would have gone rather a lot better had he not decided to walk outside of the performance center to catch it. Because he's way, way too far away. Like, I think Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 2017 would have struggled to get the distance required to cushion safely on stacks here. And basically, the back of Wesley's head collides with a ring apron. He doesn't get caught at all. And it's obviously not a nope spot. It's, he was stacks committed what might have been a very dangerous mm. positional error here. Wesley's comeback was great, though. No, Wesley's great. And Stacks, maybe one day, if he was to go to the LA Dojo, for example, yes. could be great as well. Great body on him, Stacks. Got a great look. I like the look of Stacks. He certainly works out. Yeah. Certainly works out. Uh, he's not the only one, though, because out comes Dijak to deal with these, was it, punk rats? Punk red. Oh, pathetic. It still makes my arsehole cringe. Uh, and Dijak's like, oh, cool. There's someone called Lee in the ring. This takes me back. Uh, gets in To there. everything I've ever done in NXT before I got shunted to the main he roster. He still does that. Like, I don't know how to describe it. When he grabs onto the top rope, he's like, way up to the grab the top rope because he's so tall. And I was like, oh, yeah. When you, yeah. Uh, Remember when you were somebody. <laughs> Um, but this obviously takes Wesley's attention, and then uh, Tony D puts a head out on that uh, North American champ and uh, <laughs> lays out Wesley from behind and says, uh, yeah. Hey, Dijak. Hey, Don. Donovan Dickhead. <laughs> I uh, did your job for you, you prick. Hey, Donovan Dickhead. He's some uh, tall guy. ROH guy. A lanky guy. Um, Donovan Dickhead. <laughs> The shot was pretty good. Yeah. That was really something that... He's the boy, man. Fairly contrived, but in a good way yeah. of, right, okay. We can do a close-up shot. You can then see that. It was really good, this. Earnestly very good. But ultimately, um, our man stacks. Oh, I hate to say it. I hope he doesn't, like, arrive imminently in mm. the office or the podcast studio, but... My God, that man has got some work to do. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair assessment, Sige. And I know my NXT, and maybe this is more wishful, you know, hope more than expectation, but I 100% can see, knowing my WWE booking, putting my WWE brain in, Dijak doing all the work and Tony D stealing the North American title and a triple threat. Yes, I can envisage that scenario as well. Like, Dijak destroys Wesley, he's got him beat, Stacks jump up, and he's like, hi, guys. <laughs> Dijak takes his head off in the midst of all that Tony D's pinned Wesley. But, uh, you know, 
That's just that's just just an idea. Yay, guys! Oh, I stuck. I stacks. I my ears are boiling. You were, what do you reckon to my message? Do you think Dave's gonna give it five stars? <laughs> Ooh. See, um, I'll let you take this message. Oh, thanks, mate. Stacks. Yeah. Um, do you appreciate honesty in a man? I love my, I love me some constructive criticism, and let me tell you, Tony D gave me plenty of that after the match last night. Okay. Um. Right. The thing is, stacks, is that I thought it was passable up to a certain point. Okay. I really like the uh, tilt wheel neck breaker stacks. Thanks, Willie. Yeah, that was good. That yeah. was good. What do you think about the old catch, though, Sidja? Huh? Now I don't want to piss in your ziti, huh? <laughs> but uh, so when you took the drop kick to the outside, uh huh, it it didn't make it look like you'd been kicked out of the ring. You looked like you were trying to get out. Well, I had to get out for the next spot. That's what they told me to do. Yeah, but the, the trick, stacks is to make it seem like you've been kicked out. Oh, I wish the trainers had told me that in the performance center. I think we're working out the problem here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I understand it's quite difficult because Wesley's so explosive and he's so good athletically that you don't know how far he's going to fly. If anything, I thought you were quite nice in a mm. weird way because you obviously thought so much of your opponent. You like Wesley, don't you? I I, I can appreciate his talent. Exactly. You appreciated his talent stacks to such an extent that you deemed him capable of actual flight and you stood um, a bit too far away from him okay. so that when you were in position to catch him, you weren't actually in position and he kind of cracked the back of his head on the old ring mat. That's fair. That's fair. So how many stars? Would you give it five stars or just four and a half? What are you saying for the match? Um, Starks, ultimately, you know, the tilt the world was great. You're a good athlete. Yeah. And you're very new to this. I yeah. wouldn't, Starks, I wouldn't want to go back and read my um, first ever articles for a certain columns forum from 2012, Okay. Indeed. Nor would I really want to go back and read the stuff from 2016 where I started What Culture. Plus, I got to split my time with waste management, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you shouldn't do that, though, and you can improve in the and ring. the jokes. Stacks, I would give the this... open mic nights. I would give this two and a quarter stars. Oh. No one knows what it's like <laughs> to be a stack guy. Oh, come oh, on, Stacks. Stacks, I'll tell you what. If you continue this rate of improvement, I'll be bumping it up to three and a half by this time next year. Oh, back in the game, baby. Back in the game. So rats are on my topic of discussion today, Sid. Well, let's be careful here, Stacks, because it's a very different wrestling landscape. Are you talking about the rodents? Oh, no, I'm just thinking about the little rodents that uh, that dickhead loves to talk about. It was on my brain whilst I was noising my neck after the match. Sidgy, uh, uh, did you know that rats are underrated? You know that? I did not know that, Stacks. Seriously, check your motherfucking dictionary. <laughs> Straight out the gate like that, huh? Ah, <laughs> God. That's good. That's good. Good little start for old Stacks over here. Let's 
wrestling game doesn't work out, I got a second career, third career. Third. So, three jokes. That was obviously just a, just a warm-up. Got more jobs than Tony Khan, haven't you? <laughs> you have a job with Tony Khan in about a oh. year. <laughs> you don't know who Tony Khan is? You might want to make yourself aware of him just in case you need to schmooze at the end of contract season. I thought as a business man, you would understand this. I only got one Tony in my phone book, and I only need one goddamn Tony. Okay, Stacks, okay. Sometimes I forget that you're a bad guy, well, and I should... It, yeah. yeah, I should... Sorry, I've not really been talking much here. I just thought you like you two just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shut up, Willie. Uh, <laughs> so, rats. The rodent. Sitch, what? <laughs> Why are we doing jokes about rats? Because Dijak says Oh, rats. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. t- tenuous, but still, it's a link. It's a link. What breakfast cereal do rats like to eat? Right, okay, okay. Um, so I'm going to think, right, they live in a sewer. Yeah. They are sometimes kept as pets in cages. What's, what's some popular? Uh, Lucky Charms. Lucky like Charms. I'm just thinking of American. Uh, uh, do they have Weetabix over there, Sid? They'd probably call it something else. Uh, uh, Cocoa Pops. And Flakes. Uh, Rice Krispies. Frosties. Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes That's over what they'd be called. And that's the Aldi version. Same bloody thing. Aldi's great. Yeah. Stacks, I don't know. What breakfast cereal do rats like? Mice Krispies! <laughs> do rats eat mice? I don't think so. No counts. Right, Sid, honestly, you're gonna you're gonna bust a gut just picturing this one. <laughs> what was the Roman Emperor rat called? Picture that! A Roman emperor who's a goddamn rat! Well, Bonnie, you're gonna have to help me out. My history is lacking. I Roman stopped Empress. I stopped doing history in year nine. Oh, it's one of my regrets. I was the same, I did geography. I did geography as well. Yeah. Still don't know where any counties are, but you know. I know about contours. I know about um Stacks, ironically, and stumps and cave formations and that sort of thing. All the important stuff that they teach you in school. Can't change a tire. No idea about money, but hey, I can tell you about the old door. So, there you go. Okay, what's, what's, what was the setup again, Stacks? Oh, uh, sorry, guys. What? Uh, picture this. What was the Roman Emperor rat called? Right, so, this was Julius Caesar. Yeah, he, he was one, wasn't he? He, he was, must be the only one. He's not the only one, but he's the one who made you. Yeah. He's the one you would do a joke around. Yeah. Julius Caesar. I've got no idea. What was the Roman emperor rat called? Julius Caesar. Oh, <laughs> uh, my sides are splitting just from picturing a Roman emperor rat. Like, like yeah, so it's a double. It's a one-two punch. That well, it's a double pop. D- double pop. Okay, going down the line here to the third joke. What will your pet rat... What? Pet pet rat. <laughs> you like that one, Wilborn? Yeah, yeah was, he stumbled over his words a little bit, but, you know, we've all been there. Uh, what won't your pet rat ever tell you? Ooh. So it's got to be some kind of pun on secret. Yeah. Sewer crit? Ooh, no. sauerkraut. <laughs> Well, that's something to sewer dickhead, so I don't know what a German food stuff's got to do with anything. Maybe what what what, uh, what, they, what what friends won't tell you 
tell you, they won't tell you. If you they tell you if you look bad. Yeah. Say the truth. We're gonna might have it. What won't your pet rat ever tell you? A secret. Oh, it's so close, CG, but it's not right. What won't your pet rat ever tell you? His squeakrets. It's the way I f <laughs> tell. God damn it. Whoa, get with the stuff there. Stack. See you next week, guys. Oh, that. Bye, Stacks. You open the door, and then, yeah, then yeah, you yeah. have to close it. Maybe you actually, actually do that every time. Yeah, good point. I think he normally leaves it ajar. Yes, that's how it works. He yeah. shut it behind him very quietly. Very, yes. use, very conscientious this time. <laughs> 
Uh, but everyone's back on the page, and Hudson's got a match later on tonight, uh, which technically would have been the main event, I think, mm-hmm. had it not been. So a bit of a shame for Chase. Yeah. You get bumped off the uh, top of the card. Uh, but he's facing Damon Kemp later, and he's going to give him a Chase U sized ass whooping. Everything's fine at Chase U. It is. This is such good long term storytelling. I love it. I do quite like it. I do quite like it. Uh, then it was time for a tag team match. Skip. Well, can you remember when Dempsey was doing his sort of Timothy Thatcher adjacent stuff? He could remodel Chase U in his sadistic Stu Hart dungeon-y sort of way. Ooh. And Chase U itself as an institution can turn heel and then Andre Chase can sort of take it back over. Oh, yeah. And would would that make? And make all the Chase U alumni or students in the crowd turn heel as well, but like maybe reluctantly. Dark Chase U. Would that mean that the Chase University campus, the Chase University buildings, would be with the sadistic edge that, uh, hello, my Charlie Dempsey, could bring to it, would that make the Chase U buildings sinister structures? God, we're good yes. at this, aren't we? Yeah. We genuinely should work for NXT. We should. Not the wrestling side, I think. Well, <laughs> some of them need the whole help they can get, but you know. Yeah, not, not, from, not, from, us. not from us. Not from us. Uh, yeah, there was a tag match, but it went to a DQ, so I'm not even going to really bother talking about it. It was Toxic Attraction versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Um, but you had your tag champs there at ringside, and uh, Ivy Nile gets chucked into him. Big brawl breaks out. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be another melee backstage a little bit later on with this. Anything you want to say about it? No. They're setting up the triple threat that we're getting next week for the tag titles, basically. Yeah. So, presumably, if they want to make a title change, they can. That's why you have triple threats without having to pin certain people in it. Yes. So, maybe Tay and Pax. We'll, we'll talk about this next week. Yeah, good point. Um, I don't talk about when I don't have to. Oh, God. It's tough to tough subject next to, to talk about, Sige. Uh, you know the bar remember the bar not the yeah. tag team yeah, with James yeah. and Cesaro Fallon Henley's family bar where she learnt to yeah. unwrap peanuts or something um, she's on the phone with her dad and uh, it's under a bit of threat Briggs and Jensen Boris Johnson and so wanks a lot they're trying to cheer her up uh, but it's, under, it's in a bit of trouble who'd have thought this was going to happen who could have seen this coming oh, no. Lisa Jensen says uh, don't worry 2023 is going to be our year I hate arseholes who say that. It really pisses me off. Two things I really hate at the end of the year, genuinely. Number one, people who inexplicably feel the need to document everything that happened to them this year. Celebrate your year, knock yourself out. You know, like a nice picture collage of five, six, seven, ten photos of a year of like, oh, me and the family went here and I did this at work and I was really happy that my kid did this. But when people are like, in January... This happened. In February, this happened. I don't care. I don't care. Tell you what I do like. People sharing top five games, films. Yes. Tracks. I shared my top five. It's incredibly pretentious, as you'd uh, expect. Was this music tracks? Music, yeah. Music tracks. Music tracks. Um, Because if I have, and this is what the good part of social networking and social media is, like-minded friends who do something similar, and I'll say, well, I... Trust your taste in such and such. I've not heard this song. Mm-hmm. I must have missed yeah, it when yeah, it was yeah, released. Yeah. Oh, cool. I've got a new addition to my library. 
So I do like that. I, I need that sort of thing as well because I'm always really late to it. Like this year is kind of the year that I've discovered, oh, I love the weekend in Imagine Dragons. I'm about five years late on this, but I cannot get enough of their music. And uh, in terms of film recommendations for this year, aside from the obvious, if you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, it's the best film of the year. Go and watch it. I've watched I need it. to see. I'm I watched for it to be on a stream four or service. five times. We are still. I saw this today, and I thought, bloody hell, we sat in this room and talked about this, and it's going to be postponed until 2023. But we're going to do this. The Dadly Boys Jackass viewing experience. That's we're putting that in the diary. As soon as it pops in a streaming service, yes. or we can just uh, buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't. My, my film recommendation for this year, if you haven't seen it already, because my mate recommended it, and it's, it's been out for a couple of months. I think no, it was out over my birthday, so it was. It's been out since August, but it's now available on certain streaming platforms if you have the right credentials. Um, Bullet Train, oh, it's sensational. I usually miss newly released films because I've got two young kids who obviously I can't take them to see Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Don't take them to see Bullet Train. Yeah, it's a great no. film, but it's not for your your son and daughter to, yeah. to see, probably. Definitely not your daughter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Considering she's what? Four? She's four. Yeah. So I tend to wait for them to come on streaming services because if I have any time to myself, I'm just going to go on the lash. I'll go, <laughs> yeah. go for a nice yeah. meal. Yeah. I'll go for a nice meal. Um, yeah. My song of the year, if it isn't Body Paint by Arctic Monkeys, oh. which is like Beatlesian in both elegant of craft and in terms of the, the arrangement, but with being a completely Arctic Monkeys melody mm-hmm, to it as yeah. well. So good at writing lovely melodies. And it's got this wonderful crescendo, and the, the solo is just so unbelievably well-crafted I remember and when built the, towards. The previous album came out, which was the, the, the real line in the sand moment for people who were like, well, this isn't AM. And I was like, yeah, they, no, they do different stuff every album, dickhead. Yeah. Plus they just produce the same song all the time. You know, they're, they're, they're a band who evolves. I quite like that. Yeah. I described Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino as a delicious olive because I didn't know I liked olives and then I had an olive and I went, oh, I love olives. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was that album for me and the f- subsequent, yeah. Yeah. Um, MBPQ Topless by Sudan Archives as well. Ooh. Just what an absolutely great, futuristic, like wonderfully arranged song. Just fantastic stuff. And uh, my song of the day, song of the... World Cup, actually, uh, is the song that plays every single time that we see the lineups and then get ready for the kickoff. Let's get down, let's get down, business by Tiesto. It's, it's stuck in my head now. It's going to be weird watching the Premier League and not having the EPL. Get... That was on Boxing Day. That's crazy. That I mean, the best leagues didn't really stop. So, okay, National League. I'm, I'm referencing the. the I league. know what you're talking yeah. about, Wilborn. Move on. Carmelo's and Trick Williams are on Tinder, I think. Uh, they're looking at pics, and uh, I just want to be friends with them. They're not on Tinder because I think they referenced um, a famous actress. Yes. I can't remember who. I can't remember who. Uh, and Melo's like, Trick, don't worry about Delane. Uh, I didn't miss. He doesn't miss. I just didn't win, which is becoming a worrying regularity on this just put him on the main roster. He's ready. He's been ready for what, years, I think it's fair yeah. to say. Um, he said, look, another 10 seconds or another minute, and I'd have basically been the winner because he was the one chasing Grayson Bloody Waller around. 
Uh, and then Trick shows him a pic of like Mello's face and Axiom, and then he's jumping out of the pod and blah blah blah. And Mello's like, "Delete it. I'm gonna I'm gonna delete that prick." And uh, nice nice line from uh, Trick Williams just as he's as he's walked out. It's on Twitter, <laughs> like. I, can't, I have no control over this. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Beyonce was like, can you um, delete that photo of me looking weird at the Super Bowl? Cool, it's everywhere on the internet now. I love these two. Yeah, they're great. They're still great. Bit uh, of friction. Mm, I'm sure about this. Put them on the, the main roster as a double act. They're great. Yes, exactly. Before you split them up. Uh, Who's booking this? Vince? <laughs> Speaking of two guys who are great, Odyssey Jones versus Von Wagner came next. It was the uh, unstoppable force meets the immovable object, basically this. Two big lads just slamming into each other. That was the uh, that was the start of the match, basically. They're sort of both trying to shoulder each other and then no one's moving. Uh, and then at one point, uh, they just went, just do American football. They're like getting yeah. to like uh, tackle position. And Von Wagner is clearly an ex-linebacker. Linebacker. Uh, and uh, he runs at him, and uh, Odyssey Jones drops down, takes his leg out, and Von Wagner bumps all over the place. Uh, he gets beaten up on the apron. Von fights back. Here's an axe handle off the top. Uh, headbutts, charging boot. Um, hits Wagner on the... Uh, sorry. Wagner hits uh, Jones on the back of the head with a clothesline. Uh, goes after, or teases going after Malik Blade's sweater again. Sweater again. Puts him in a sleeper. Jones slams him against the corner to break it all up. Goes for it again. Slammed again. Clothesline by Jones. Splash in the corner. Um, big body slam. And Robert Stone, who's obviously there, or Mr. Stone, who's there with Von Wagner, goes after the sweater. Uh, Idris Sanofe chases him through the ring. Um, and this this distraction takes the referee out of it. Malik Blade drop kicks Von Wagner. Uh, that allows him to... Uh, Odyssey Jones to recover, hit Von with the crossbody, and get the one, two, three. It was fine. I enjoyed these two big bloody lads just going after each There's other. There's the odd bump where I thought, oh, that's uh, it's good. That's good. Yeah. But I just don't really care who wins or loses. I love our boys, but I'm slightly concerned that they've just cost Von Wagner and they're going to get destroyed in the coming weeks. Oh, yeah, that's that. almost certainly going to happen. Um, oh, another good bit of backstage next. It was... Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, who's rapidly stealing the show on NXT with another one of the guys doing that. Big body Javi. He's uh, trying to give his fan base a name. He went through big body bandits, big body ballers, which I went, oh, like that because of the, what was the? the LeVar Ball. Yeah, lovely, yeah, that family. The baller brand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're making me so mad. Big body bulldogs. And he settles on big body believers. Are you a big body believer, Michael Sidgwick? Yes. I am too. He did something awesome in his match. Yes. Well, it was great. We will uh, we'll get to that actually Actually, now. Yeah, he was uh, going to fight Ikemanjiro because Ikemanjiro called him a chicken or something last week. Oh, my God. It's the worst promotion of all time, isn't it? So uh, Let's just call, you know, let's just be honest and frank. Yeah. It remains awful. You're a chicken. Um, he uh, have a attacks Jiro to start, but Jiro is. I mean, he's sort of becoming the wish version of Orange Cassidy in NXT, isn't he? He's just like it's the jacket stuff. Yeah, I know he's been doing it for a while, but I'd forgotten about it. If I'm actually, I have two honest. wish versions of Orange Cassidy, so that's impressive. Good point. Yes, 
Um, he uh, hits, uh, but when he comes before, does a fight back, hits him with a jacket punch, uh, leaps over the ropes, um, charging punch, gets countered with a back elbow. Uh, big body Javi goes up top, gets kicked in the head, super Rana, big kick to the face, one, two, three, scripts though, attacks post-match, goes after Jiro in his jacket and does the sort of 450 sit-down splash on Jiro. Lots to break in here. Let's talk about your, what you loved about big body Javi and then your thoughts on another slight tweak for scripts. Big body Javi motioning to get the fans to scurry away, to scurry away, because he's going to launch Jiro into them and then just put him back in the ring. Great. Like, genuinely, people laughed at this. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely got something. I'm glad he continues to show that he has something. The match is now to write home about, of course. When I... Uh, my youngest daughter loves me playing wrestling because it's like... She believes I've got full control over her. She thinks it's like a thrill... And God bless her, she's like a dot. She's such this incredibly gorgeous creature, but she's like so slight. She's the smallest in that class. And she's basically very easy to like do wrestling moves on. It's like my nephew. I can Batista bomb him all day long. Yeah. You do the roll backwards bit. <laughs> no, it's, it's onto the sofa normally. Yeah. So I'm already just done. But it's just, so just, you can, it's one of those where I'm enjoying it. And then he's like, again, and I'm like, it's tiring this. Oh, it's not Wardlow, Jesus Christ. So I can do like the Ethan Page, yeet on the shoulder, oh. boom, um, deal. And like, do I Emerald Flosion, just all. Your, your son was doing the diving headbutt a few years back, I remember, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, uh, what's it called? I can't remember. Anyway. But I, so you can just do all sorts of moves. But obviously, right, I'm not going to do like. Um, a running power slam and I go whoa and I <laughs> yeah. crush a skull underneath my rib cage. You go to the action to make them feel like they're going to get the full brunt, and then just gently yeah. lower them onto the couch. Right? If I was going to do Scripps's finish, right, onto one of my children, <laughs> four fifty, I love it. I would literally not change a single thing because. You can do the rotation, which I actually can't, and I know this. Mm -hmm. But when he lands, it's so gentle. There's no snap to it whatsoever. Mm. It's like they're play fighting. So oh, don't make it really hurt. So you know she's four years old. Mm. That's a grown man in there. And they scripts tweaked tweaked his gear slightly. It still looks horrific. Yeah, this is still absolutely as DOA as a pro wrestling gimmick gets. It's Retribution bad. Yeah, I didn't look at that and go, oh, cool, scripts is fixed. fixed. You oh, don't fix scripts. I want more promos. I miss getting hold of the audio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, you I know. seeing him come. That's the thing. Maybe next week the promos will come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wendy Chu is uh, having flashbacks. She's cutting a promo. We're talking about her history with Cora Jade. What is this? JS versus BCC. Why is this still going on? I've got no idea. And she says, look, I know I've been guilty of throwing a drink in people's face, but only when they deserve it. And she said when Cora Jade did it, and I laughed because I remember those reviewing that match where Cora Jade used as 
when you just drink against and the ref goes, one, two. Why is this mat so wet? Three, anyway. Who cares? Um, she says, oh, it reminded me of a time I went to a slumber party and I forgot an extra set of clothes. Is that a thing? Well, you bring two sets of clothes in, well, it was presumably one for the morning. One for the morning, yeah. And if in the event of someone throwing a drink it <laughs> all you, over your blouse, you pissing yourself? or your frock, you could then change into the clothes. Yeah, then she, she just wears jammers anyway, so wouldn't <laughs> she, like... The second onesie? As a thing, wouldn't she be covered by the time she got into a... I don't know. She forgot, anyway, it was, it was a very tough memory to bring back. Norm-esque flashbacks here for uh, Wendy Chu. She felt invisible. She felt two inches tall. She never wants to feel like that again. Right. This is when my thing that I hate resurfaces, okay? Because in this video package, it is revealed that when the drink is thrown into her face during the match itself, Vic Joseph actually says on commentary, it really feels like Wendy Chu is shaken by this. Maybe something... Deep rooted within her has been stirred or something. Oh yeah, she's crying, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. which sets Wendy's up Wendy's crying again. Which sets up this revelation of why it mattered more to her than just a bit of heel disrespect and why she's extra driven. This, right, is going to compel again the small sample of wrestling fans. I think the vast majority of you are great. But the small sample who don't watch any other form of fing entertainment, okay? <laughs> Right, that does this kind of stuff all the time, are going to go, oh my God, this is a genius storyline because they hinted at something that was going to happen in the story before that thing happened. Right. Any hack knows how to foreshadow yes. something, God damn it. You have to do it well. The story has to be good. It's about a woman who likes to nap, getting a drink thrown on her face, and a referee not realizing that a foreign object, which is literally, it's like a chair, like melting T2 style onto your skin and going, all right, that's weird. The chair mustn't have been used here. That's the same. Oh, God, this fuck. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, like. But they've employed a literary or a narrative technique Wilborn, so therefore, it's, such a, it's genius. It's such a low bar sometimes, these sorts of things, you're right, in terms of, like, if we actually had control of it, like, if one of us was playing stacks, just putting a voice on, for example, yeah. and we said at the beginning of the podcast, oh, let's hope we have a third person, that's not good foreshadowing, that's just foreshadowing yeah, in, just, with, by the numbers. That's just us doing our... But we're lucky that he just randomly shows yeah, up yeah. at the perfect time. Yeah, exactly. New Day's championship celebration came next. Oh, boy. How do you get yourselves a title shot? I've never seen this way before. So uh, the crowd obviously love the New Day. Who doesn't? And they do their shtick. Kofi yells about being triple crowners. They hit the ring. Woods talks about Kofi's accolades. First ever singles and tag team triple crowner. He set the record for the most tag team title reigns in the company at 15. He's lost it 14 times, but still. Um, don't want to make Booker get offended, obviously, and all the tag team stuff, but here he is. Um, special for him, says Kofi. It's also special for Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods starts, talks about starting off many, many moons ago in NXT. His first match against Big E. I was tinged with a little sadness there because I was like, God, I miss him so much. 
Uh, only come back when you're ready, though, obviously. Talks about being the first person to graduate the Performance Center and go to Raw. Um, but the one thing that didn't sit right with him is he didn't win any gold when he was in NXT. Uh, but look at your boy now. Uh, and they start to celebrate, but here comes Pretty Deadly. What was that vest thing that one of them was wearing? It was uh, only they could pull it yeah, off. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yes, boy. Um, they say, you say, you've ruined everything. We were just going to have a fun little match, probably cheat and retain our titles, but you've ruined Christmas. Uh, and would say, yeah, 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 we'd never ruin Christmas, especially when Santa's in attendance. Santa here will be played by the role of the guy who played Doink the Clown by the looks of things. It was a pretty basic bitch of a yeah, Santa yeah, yeah. But he got a Santa champ. Um, then New Day turned heel, Sige, because they decided to rub salt into some very new wounds regarding England and the World Cup. So, just didn't need How did that. the USA do? <laughs> Absolutely bossed off the pitch by the Netherlands. Yeah. Who actually aren't even that good? No. Just, I don't want to talk about the England game anymore. It makes me upset. Anyway, uh, yeah, th- well, at the World Cup, it's not coming home. Neither of these titles, basically. Uh, Kofi also says he outworked them. Uh, anyway, Elton says, we want our rematch. And Wood says, yep, yeah, fine. Uh, you know, we did work, work great, made magic in this ring, just says Kof. Uh, it puts them over. You're incredibly talented. But all you need to do to get yourself a tag team title match is recite the Pledge of Allegiance. What? what? What on earth is this? I get it. You're English. You can't bring yourselves to do it. I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag of the United States of America. <laughs> so have I got a good stacks? Yeah, that's pretty good, you know. Better than yours. I pledge allegiance. No, it doesn't work. Um, anyway, here comes uh, Boris Johnson and Sir Wanks a lot, who are cosplaying as, what's his name? Who? Haksa Jim that's Duggan. That's the one. Loves Swindon. Yes. Uh, Big American flag has, uh, I never know which one's which, Jensen, I think it was. Uh, And they say, well, if you're giving out title shots for reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, it is, again, pretty low bar. We can do it. So they do it and pretty deadly almost vomit on the spot as this happens. And then they go, cool, I guess you've got the title shot. And I'm like, what's going on? And then they sing the Star Spangled Banner. This is actively atrocious. I understand nothing about it. And it's the Abe Simpson, can't you go five seconds without embarrassing yourself? And then the suspenders come out because, my God, people are actually excited about this. People really liked um, the match at, uh, what's the name of the show that? NXT Deadline. Correct. Thank you. And um, people were just, it was fun. It was bold. It was different. It all had a really sort of really cool purpose in trying to get some spotlight on Pretty Deadly, who a lot of people, if they haven't already, will probably gravitate towards this act. And this was just absolutely bizarre. America fed nonsense. We don't get that in the, like... When they do really like British stuff, certain certain parts of, of this great nation of ours love it, and some people feel a little bit like, uh, we're not... America, it's like a cheat code, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just USA, USA, USA. And God bless the United States. <laughs> Hated this. It, like, on top of a ridiculous way of getting it, 
championship opportunity. It was just foul. I will say this. I didn't like it at all, obviously. But I will say something happened later on, and I thought, Maybe there's something here. But the way they got to it was a load of bollocks. Uh, backstage, all the girls are talking about the Iron Survivor Challenge. Electra Lopez is slagging off Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell runs in and attacks her because we'll have a match with them down the road next week, probably, or something. Yeah, how, why was she there? I suppose it was like the women's locker room, yeah. so it was different. You know, they actually staged it more competently than AEW does their backstage interruptions. Well, Invisible camera aside. Yeah, let's not forget the bar that they had backstage in NXT that I'll time. I'll never forget that. Uh, right, JD McDonough versus Brodus Creed came next. He's not Irish, I don't know why I did that. Um, good hard-hitting match, this. Beat the crap out of each other. Uh, they spilled outside the ring, though. JD McDonough grabbed a chair, and I was like, what are you doing? This isn't a hardcore match. But as he goes to twine with it, who should appear but the locker room leaders, as yeah. we've dubbed them. Veer and Sanger, who were like, if anyone's going to kill these guys, it's going to be us. So they took the chair away from him, then just watched as he hit Brutus Creed with the devil inside on the outside, and then again on the inside, and then he pinned him. I like his finish. Yeah. And I like how it doesn't look like the guy taking it. So this is a good... This is what Stax needs to study. You need to make it look like you are being taken for the ride, not actually going on it yourself. And I thought that the Creed did a good job of that. I love Bruce Creed, man. Yeah. So he is going to shatter his ankles with that cannonball thing he does. Yeah, but he is. Still. Un- until then. Until then, he's going to drop that against Veer and Sanger, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, Zoe Stark, it's talking about Nikita Lyons and TikTok. Clout chasers. They'll fight next week. And then Isla Dawn off of referee goo stuff, which was partially explained, I think, a little bit here. Something to do with her misting refs and she's making a potion. It's the winter solstice next week. Thank God. Does that mean it's going to start getting lighter after that? Is that what that is, isn't it? Like the darkest part of the year is the winter yeah, solstice. Yeah, it'll take some time though, mate. <sighs> it's just, I hate it. It's like dark at 3 p.m. Yeah, no, it's rubbish. Man freezing at the moment. Well, apart from in here, where it's like fucking tropical right yeah, it's now. great. Uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's making a potion, checking it twice, and then uh, she's going to consume Albafire. So the, their fight's going to continue, obviously. Terrible material this is. What's that? Is it a bird? Is it a person? It's bird person. Uh, Lyra Valkyrie had her first match. Squash match against Samari Miller. Uh, dominated. Enziguri to the floor. Drop kick through the ropes. Kick in the ribs in the face. Northern light suplex. And then like a super fly splash for uh, Lyra Valkyrie. A good little debut, I thought. Very this. auspicious. She looks like a cut above. And of course she is. She's experienced. Yes. She was the former Aoife Valkyrie. In NXT UK, I think that's what they said. Yeah. Now, Lyra Valkyria, because reasons. But yeah, looks very talented. Uh, good acquisition. Just, again, good acquisition, dot, 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 labeled with a load of bollocks. Yeah. Um, Axiom, he's he he got the jokes this week. Cause, uh, it's funny, Axiom or Stax. I'll tell you what they should do. Double act. Staxium. I was about to drop the pen, but I think it's good. I would hold on to that pen because you might need it in a second. Just call me butter, baby. I want to roll. Uh, he's like, he's asked about his match with Mello next week by McKenzie. Uh, and he says, 
Well, as you can tell by my face, I'm very nervous. You can't, I can't see your face. You're wearing a mask. And then he's like, oh, look in my eyes, Mackenzie. And she's like, I'm just said, I can't see. It's the other end of the friggin' extreme with this Mackenzie Mitchell character at the moment. Right, we need you to have more personality because under Vince, you were just like a, a, a robot. Asking weirdly worded questions. Yeah, show some personality, okay. You're not a comedian. <laughs> Calm down. So, yeah, look in my eyes. I can't look in your eyes. I can't see your face. And then he says, uh, uh, when I step in the ring, I fear no one. And next week, I'm going to have a huge, huge smile on my face, just like I do now. I can't see that either, Axiom. It was very funny, this. Uh, Right. Boris Johnson. No. So, wanks a lot, although his name is Brooks Jensen. The one who masturbates uh, is walking about backstage going, oh, bloody hell going to do about that bar? What are we going to do about that bar? Foreshadowing this, right? When who should arrive but Kiana James? And uh, she's like, oh, hey, Brooks. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my God, she's talking to me. Like, instant, basically. The girl I like's talking to me. And he's like, oh, I thought you might be talking to a different Brooks. There's a Brooks in catering or something. She's like, no, you... Guys are weird. Um, she says, uh, what's wrong? He's like, oh. And then he gives the game away, Sage. Because remember when she wants to board a ball? We've not mentioned that, but he's like, oh, bloody hell. Fallon Henley's having a, having a few bar troubles. And she's like, is that the case? I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're driving the price down. And then uh, Kiana clicks her, clicks her fingers. Uh, and in walks her assistant with a present. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. I thought it was going to be a present sound effect. What would that sound like? Just like rustling. That's what I'd record. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there would be some rustling going on. <laughs> Jensen says, oh, yeah, financial problems. Kiana's. And uh, oh, Kiana, the gift is a dress shirt that actually fits. Because earlier on in the night, he was complaining that he had a dress shirt that didn't fit as well. It's honestly, it is. Oh, it's first rate. In- it's an intricate web, this, this show. Yeah. Um, and Kiana says... Check this out as well, Sid, because there's actually I've been doing I've been doing my research and this actually's got a bit of a double meaning. She says everything will work itself out. Now he will think that means don't worry, she'll be fine, but she might also mean I'm gonna fucking buy this bar out from under her because yeah. she's in financial trouble. Mm-hmm. Love this. Yep. <laughs> Uh, this was another, uh, then and more uh, backstage uh, six woman brawling with the tag teams because there's a tag team title match next week, as I mentioned earlier. Then it was time for Chase You, baby, Duke Hudson versus Damon Kemp. Um, it's too much stuff on the show. We're nearly there. Uh, Drew Gulak walks down halfway through, and Chase, Andre Chase is the f- boy. <laughs> Just walks up to him like, "What the f- are you doing here?" He says, "Chase, Chase you through and through. Piss off." Basically, uh, Damon Kemp looks like he's in control. And then Duke Hudson dukes up, basically. He's sort of like, ugh, fires up, doesn't he? He's doing um, what I would describe as Dusty Hogan. Yes. He does the flip-flop and fly, I think. And then he uh, sets up for, like, sweet chin music stamping his foot. And then just hits the chase you big boot and gets the one, two, three. No complaints from me. No complaints. He's earning their trust at the same time as revealing himself unworthy of it. Yeah, double agent. Yeah, that's pretty good. Countdown. By the standards of this crap. You saw the countdown to the new year thing that came after this. Stupid. Is that 
But is it, is it Tiffany? Ooh, blonde hair. Blonde hair. It's either a new character, new year girl, or new, new year, year, new, new, year new, new me. Me. I said I didn't like the whole new year, new me, or this year's going to be my year, bollocks. If it's Tiffany Stratton, I will allow it. God, I miss her. Roxanne Perez, like, uh, retains New Year's Evil, standing tall, and then fucking Tiffany Stratton comes out. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That just, uh, that's not even me being lewd, I think. That'd be genuinely great. Roxanne yeah, we, Perez, we miss Stratton. So, yeah, next week, tag team title, triple threat. Uh, tag team, uh, New Day versus Briggs and Jensen. But let's not forget, very subtle. The bar stuff with Fallon Henley. wonder if that's going to come into play. Carmelo Hayes versus Axiom. That'll actually just shoot me a shoot banger. And Nikita Lyons versus Zoe Stark. Uh, right, main event time. Yes. Roxanne Perez versus oh, Mandy Rose for the NXT Women's Championship. And this was just great fun. I think a few people, myself included to a certain extent, uh, as we were heading towards it, thought, you're not just going to do a cheap Cora Jade. I screwed you out of it again, finish, are you? And they didn't, to be fair. Um, so they played on our fears about general WWE booking here, which sounds like a compliment, but might not be. No, it isn't. Um, Rose gets posted. Well, she sends herself into the post, and uh, Perez follows up with a tope. Um, looks like Perez is in control early on, but then Rose, as they're out on the floor, counters Pop Rocks and shoves her into the ring steps to take us to a break. When we come back, Mandy Rose is in control, but Perez makes her come back, but she's still selling her shoulder. She's got that kinesial tape all over it. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's again selling the fact, and it was a, a nice sort of callback of like, she, you know, fair fight, all both 100% she wins this match, kind of no bother, but she's always in a bit of a, Tough spot if you're fighting the champ and you're carrying an injury. As we saw before. Um, Perez hit a Frankensteiner for a near fall. Rose comes back with an inverted suplex for a two count. Uh, goes for a kiss by the Rose, that running knee strike, but uh, Perez counters it. But Mandy Rose manages to put her in a cross face. Um, oh, my bloody injured shoulder. Um, Perez eventually counters it, rolls her up for a, for a fall so, so that uh, Mandy Rose has to break the hold. And then it seems like all is lost, Sige, because Mandy Rose hits the best V-trigger you'll see all week. Um, it looks like she's going to get the one, two, three, but Roxanne Perez is made of sterner stuff. She kicks out huge pepper from the fans. Uh, Mandy Rose is arguing with the ref, um, goes for a bot of ice suplex. Perez counters, small package. Her shoulder wasn't really down, so I was like, don't let this be the finish, but it was only a two count. And then Perez... Manages to nail her with Pop Rocks. One, two, three. After 400-odd days, Mandy Rose loses the NXT Championship. Roxanne Perez is NXT Women's Champion. And the show goes off the air with a very emotional, well, very emotional Roxanne Perez and Booker T with Perez standing tall with the title. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Better bit of business than a match, which I wasn't really taken by until the feeling started to swell that Oh, I'm probably going to do the switch here. And then I got into it as a result. Yeah. I didn't really get into the storytelling and all the, the rest of it. I will say that I like Pop Rocks as a finish. I think it suits her wrestling character because it's very plucky. Yes. This is a bad variation of it, but who cares? She won the belt. She got belted up. Um, I necessary and na- nice and necessary. 
Yeah, yeah those, those are the two uh, descriptors. And I like the idea of uh, yeah, a New Year's Evil. You could easily run this back with the two of them again, and then you've got you've cleared the way for Mandy Rose to probably return to the main roster or split with Toxic Attraction or whatever it may be. And you know, people won't go. Well, they won't do both title switches on the same night. You've done it already here, so people might think, oh God, well they're gonna have to do something big at New Year's Evil. That leads us with Grayson Waller as NXT champion, which is the fear, as we've talked about, that they are playing on, which works really, really well. But so happy for Roxanne Perez. And, yeah, just a real uh, shining example of WWE attempting, at least, to do stuff with younger talent. And hopefully this is a springboard for her going forward because we've said from the moment she arrived in NXT, she's great. Yes. So good for her. Congratulations. Uh, and well done to Mandy Rose on a, on, a, on a long and successful title reign as well. Excited to see what she does next. Let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Me, Sidge, and Andy Murray are going to be back a little bit later on talking about who's going to win their first world title next year. Uh, and, of course, me and Sidge will be looking ahead to tonight's episode of AW. Daniel Mate, winter is coming. Oh no, don't do that again. I'll only do it on the NXT <laughs> one. Uh, right, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.